When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It ain't easy now. How could I move forward when I keep looking backward? I'm just standing still. How can I fight this Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you Tuesday night, just after 9 p.m. We might have to talk about this, this starting time. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it, but much to the chagrin of my brother, I'll have to talk about it because it wouldn't be the Scobro Show without my big brother, Rich. Rich, how's it going today? It is going quite well. So, yeah. Nice nice day in your neighborhood? No. <laughs> well, was, it, was it a rainy day for you? Yes, it was. Well, I, I think the Steelers missed although, the rain with although, their with the with their practice. Although mm-hmm. I dodged the rain today cuz I took the top off the Jeep last Friday and I was <laughs> able to get to work and get home from work in between rain showers today. See, so. This is how you know this is a family show. What do we always talk about in the first few minutes? The weather. (laughs) The weather. I mean, it's funny. I left my house today to go um, pick up something just down the road, like not even a mile down the road. And it was sprinkling when I left, and it was sprinkling when I got there. But I drove through a torrential downpour in just that little distance that I had to travel. So um, that that was interesting. But, no, I, I think the Steelers dodged the rain. Um, with their with their practice, I didn't see. I mean, the weather wasn't that great in Pittsburgh. I, Coach Tomlin said something about how he wished it might have rained a little bit for him to throw in that adversity. But today was day one of Steelers minicamp. 
Woo! Uh, not only now, we've had a lot of news to talk about. Okay, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get to the um, we there are certain. Well, we have two retirements to talk about, really, since since the since the last show. But there was other news that I've been waiting for. I've yeah, I've been waiting for for several weeks. But yesterday, I was really on it because I was told yesterday was the day, and so I'll say Bob Labriola was a liar. <laughs> no, no, he said it was going to be yesterday. It was today. We got the announcement of Steelers training camp. We know when they report. We know when the practices are. The whole schedule can be found at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Rich, does that kind of fit into what uh, your plans and you and Kyle making a trip up to Latrobe? Did Um, you see the schedule? Um, Yes, I saw the schedule, and um, then Coach Hoffman uh, texted me about it, uh, let's see, about a little after five just as I got to mom and dad's house tonight to go feed the deer mm-hmm. to which I was sitting there thinking, yeah, I've been looking at this for a while. So he and I will talk about it and we'll figure out a time and head to Latrobe. Oh, and I, I'll be honest. I predicted that the Steelers would either report on the 27th or their first practice would be on the 27th on Wednesday. That's, that's what I was going off of. And that's what I was trying to base other things I was doing off of when I was trying to plan stuff out with one Jefferson Hartman. And the reason I know that that's right around when the, when the Steelers report the training camp is when did they report on the 26th? How do I know it was going to be right around that date? That's my wife's birthday. And that's all. It always seems like that's when the Steelers end up reporting to, to training camp right around her birthday. Um, especially when it's during the week, of course, when her birthday's on a Sunday, I know it's not going to be, I know it's going to be soon. So, that's training camp. They're going to be doing the Friday night lights. Training camp will go all the way up. They will break camp when they go to travel for week two of the preseason. There you go. So so they will they will be from camp to come to Heinz Field to play uh, their first preseason game. That one is why it's it, that one's against the Seahawks, correct? Yes. I'm going from memory. And the last one's against the Lions, and the middle one is against the Jaguars. So that's that's what they'll be doing. They'll, so they'll be at camp. They'll come to Heinz Field, play the first game, go back to camp, and then they'll break camp the next week, and they'll just be you know finishing out the preseason at the Rooney Sports Complex, UPMC Rooney Sports Complex. Got to get that right. They will have their Friday night lights. That is uh, Friday. I can't remember what day of August that is. Is that the? I'm pretty sure it's the day after the Hall of Fame game if I'm remembering correctly, that that's going to be their Friday Night Lights practice because I think the Hall of Fame game is the 6th. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. So I'm pretty sure um, – I'll, I'll verify that here in the next minute or so because I don't want to give incorrect information for those of you out there that are relying on us uh, to get this to you. But like Yeah, I said, don't give incorrect information because Bob Labriola might call you a liar. <laughs> Yeah, but, yeah, no, no, I, I, no, I feel bad for Bob. They probably told him, "Oh, yeah, we'll release that on Monday," and then he he gave a hint that it was going to be Monday, and then they didn't do it on Monday. So, um, not it probably not his fault. I'm just giving him a hard time. Some people don't, you know, don't don't care much for that. But uh, uh, let's see. I, I Tim, did I say the the I, I was wrong on what day of the week that Friday was in August. It's the fifth. It's okay. Friday, August fifth. Um, is the Friday Night Lights at uh, Latrobe yes, Memorial Stadium? I actually, should have known that because I, yes. I knew the first was Monday. 
Yeah. So the so the way that it works out is pretty much like the, the first week they report they practice they, they practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. No practice Sunday. It was interesting the way they have it this year. They pretty much practice all days but Sundays. Um, the first padded practice is Monday the first. Um, and yeah, they're they're set to practice at one fifty five every day except for the um the the Friday night lights practice. And up until the first preseason game, they're they're practice the day before on Friday. That's a closed practice. So their last one of that of that week is, you know, they go Monday the eighth, ninth, tenth, Thursday the eleventh, closed practice, preseason game, no practice on Sunday. Players go back for for report back Monday. They practice Monday, Monday to Thursday. Then they break camp Friday and head to uh head to Jacksonville. So the, there is more of a ramp up period this year, even more um with the times that they can be on the field for different stuff. But they're out in in shells, you know, basically just their helmets, uh the entire first week that they're there. So there's the information. That's the good stuff. Wanted to talk about that because that was some news. Um to kind of go along with that. There was news today where the NFL reported the national games for the preseason. Oh, and the Steelers' third preseason games national? Steelers already said that when the schedule came out. The other ones might not have been known, but I knew that was a national game. I've known that since the schedule came out, but some people thought that was news today. Uh, So if you didn't know, now you know that uh, if you do not live in the Pittsburgh area, the third preseason game will be available at 4.30 p.m., on CBS on Sunday, August, whatever the third week of the preseason is. Yeah. So that that gets me excited. Knowing the dates for training camp, to me, is exciting because you can really count it down now. So um, if you don't go, I don't know if it's exciting, but you're, you're going to go. I'm going I'm to look at it. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to see what I can do. I'll talk to, you know, if – if Jeff and Bad want to take a day to go up, I'm, I'll definitely be all for it. But when we did that the last time there, Latrobe, Jeff bailed out at the last second. So, yeah. So, so that's that's what that is. Um, the other news today's news was the reti- was the medical retirement of BJ Finney. Now he did, apparently he informed a reporter from that that covers Kansas State. That's where he went to college. Um, and played there, that he was a, uh, it was a medical retirement. I'm not surprised one bit. Were, were you surprised at that, Rich? No. When you heard really. about that? Yeah. When, when he hurt his back, I was thinking it was his neck, but it was his back. It might be, you know, neck, back, they're, one's just a little bit higher than the other. Um, e- either way, when he was injured and then got put on IR for that, I thought, you know, that's going to be tough for him to come back because uh, it was going to be tough for, for teams to want to sign him that he would really be up to playing again. I'm glad he came back with the Steelers for a year. I'm glad he got one full game played under his belt, but then the next one it was three snaps in, and that's when he got hurt. So um, I always liked B.J. Finney. I really did. I love the story. I liked him ever since the, the video. I put the video in my article. I don't know if you saw that or not, but I, I put the video in my article – from when he was he was signed by the Steelers as an undrafted free agent, and they filmed him telling his family, who were all Steelers fans, and uh, I I always I always liked him ever since then. So, what do you have to say about anything about the about the Finney retirement? 
Um, well, the, the, the Finney retirement leads me to what I hope will be the next retirement. Yes. The next retirement that we need to see. Now that B.J. Finney has retired, I can only hope that Bad will retire the B.J. Finney pants. <laughs> now, now, you've never seen the pants in person. I've in seen person, the pants in person. No. <laughs> but seeing them on the video during the infamous field goal tries. Yes. They were more than anyone needed to see them. Yeah. Yep. So he, I mean, the thing is you don't buy a pair of game worn pants to wear the pants, <laughs> but bad. He wore the pants. Wore the <laughs> he pants. wore the pants. So, uh, um, that, I can see that. I would like to see the retirement of the pants. I'm glad. I'm really glad that Finney came back after he spent a year away from Pittsburgh. Remember he did not play a single offensive snap. out for a team other than the Steelers. Because the year he was away, he only played special teams. He never he never got on the field um, with, with that. But, uh, I, yeah, I, you know, I forgot about how they put – they had put a second-round tender on him um, in his in his year before he left Pittsburgh in 2019. Um, you know, so he had a $3 million contract for that. He had signed, you know, two-year $8 million when he left. So he got, I think, a, at least half or a little bit more than that. That was – you know, he, he did all right. And uh, great story as an undrafted free agent, you know, year on the oh, practice yeah. squad coming in. And he was just, he was a guy that gave you great depth. He really did. He really did. He, and those he was a grinder. Stuff. Yes. Yes, and he was. That's what he needed to be as an undrafted free agent, offensive lineman. He was a grinder. And that's what makes you say that guy was a Pittsburgh Steeler. Yep. You know, so so hats off to you, BJ Finney. I I hope that your time in the NFL does not have does not leave you in poor health moving forward. I really hope that uh everything can get straightened out with your back. That uh if you if if you're not able to play football, that you can at least um do do other normal things in life and that it doesn't doesn't hurt you too much there. So let's get on. We got to at least mention the other retirement because we're going to kind of talk about it in the show with the, with the topic of it. And that was a week ago. I was the one who didn't want to mention it, even though I'd thought about it for some time. And, I, and I'm going to confess something about what I said last week. And that was about, oh, I hope June 1st isn't a key date with everything with Stefan to it. And that was I knew how the salary would be different. And I thought if he's going to retire, that would be a time to retire. But I also thought if the Steelers were going to, if they just decided to release him, that 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 they could have been waiting for that. Although they could have designated him for that anyway. They just don't often use that designation a, a lot. But I'm really glad that it was his decision to go. And I mean, I, I've done shows since since the retirement. I, you know, I had Stat Geek. I had the preview. I was on the Q and A with Marky D Sunday night. That was a blast. Anything you would like to say about about the Stefan Tuas decision to step away? I think he made for what was him for for him was the right choice. Um, my guess is with everything that had happened, you know, you had. COVID and stuff with his brother and everything like that, I think he lost his passion. And when the passion's not there, he'd have just been coming back to do it mm-hmm. for a paycheck. 
And would he really, you know, and if he, he probably looked at it and thought, oh, you know, I could go back, I could do this. But really in the end, he, he, you know, if his heart wasn't in it, I'm glad he decided to walk away. Yeah. Well, here's something that we don't always remember to say. You said about losing that passion. And if you don't have that passion, it is really difficult to keep your body in the shape it needs to be to be an NFL player for an entire season. Yeah. And if you don't have that passion to, cause you're like, Oh, well, you know, to, maybe he should have waited until, until they reported to training camp. He needed to be ready for this season a long time ago. And that, and they, the reports were with the knee and everything else. You you know, was he in game shape and things like that? If you don't have the passion for the game, there's so – I mean, it's a grind every day for these players to get them to, – to keep their body in that physical shape to do what they do. You know, whether it be an offensive lineman who has to keep the weight on and you see some of these guys, you know, like, oh, my goodness, where did they go once they were done playing? Like, you know, Alan Fanica and Jeff Saturday and players like that, how much they trimmed down. And then other other players, it's just – You know you, who else I always yeah, thought of? Keith Pouncey was another one. Man, he got yeah, small too. Go you ahead. know who else I always thought of for that one? What's that? Was Tunch Hilkin. Yes, and Tunch. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and how and how you just see their, their bodies. But think about that. Whether it's having to keep the weight on, keep the keep the muscle on, keep the all keep these the other different off, things. Keep, keep the, the weight yeah. off, because yep. you know, it all depends on what you, where you're what you're trying to be and where you need to be. That's that's a grind more than just stepping onto the football field. Because honestly, if if you were a guy that could just step on the field and 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 do it that that at the NFL level, that wouldn't be so bad. But then there's guys that think that that's what it, that, that they've been so good their whole life that that's all they ever needed to do is just you know I'll I'll step on the field. You know people accuse Ben Roethlisberger of that. I don't believe that to the degree that people try to make it out. I mean, there's nothing wrong with him taking some time off and then getting back into into football shape and everything. But that's that's part of it too. If your heart's not in it, even in the off season, you have to stay on top of things so much in order to be ready to play in the NFL. Yep. And, so and if. And if it's not, if it's not there, then don't do it. Yeah, if if he's doesn't, if he doesn't have his body in the shape to have the quickness that he had, and let's say he's just a he's just a half a second slow. Look at the difference of the player he would have been. Yeah, exactly. And so, did he want to? Did he want to try to come back? I mean, look at Andrew Luck. Why did he step away from football? He did not want to go through the intense rehab and everything again just to see if he could play it was he'd already done it once before it was too much he said it's too much mentally to do it again i i i completely see where they're coming from there that with that so if that's what's going on with Stefan to it. And it's not like he could just say, Oh, well maybe the Steelers could coax him out of retirement. If there's an injury in October, he's not going to be ready to play football. No, he's not going to be ready. And that's, and all these guys that, that that's why a lot of times you'll hear the reports of all oh, they've, they're staying in football shape and in game shape in case someone calls on them. Yeah. There was, why well, can't I remember his name? You'll help me. Weddle for the Rams. Oh, yeah. Right. He was yep. called on 
Was it the last week of the season, or was oh, it, or was it the, the or was it the NFC Championship game, and then the Super Bowl? But he was called on really late. But even though he had retired, he was keeping himself in shape just in case. You know, not everybody can do that. Not not everyone's willing to do that. Right. Anything else you want to say about that? No, I'm good on yeah. the to it thing. Don't, so I don't need to cover it much more than it was other oh, yeah. than where we're going to lead into our exactly. And it's more than just stuff onto it. And that is there's a domino effect when, when the roster changes, my goodness, let's just look at 2021 before we even get into this. Look at 2021 when, when something changes, I mean, first of all, there's change that you can, that the team can anticipate and change that they can't as much. So that's what the ultimate question is when it comes to, to it. How much and how long did the team know that this was at least a possibility? I think they've known for a, that it was at, that there was a good possibility of it for a while. Some people think they were really, you know, taken off guard. I unless someone comes out with a definitive story, it's just all speculation for any of us. Yeah. But last year, right around this time, actually not even this far into things, when the Steelers were in minicamp the, the, the next week in June, because Steelers just erased a week of OTAs and moved minicamp up a week. Um, they had four more. They were, they were supposed to be yesterday, today, tomorrow, and Thursday were supposed to be the last four days of OTAs, and minicamp was supposed to be next week. Coach Tomlin changed it. The media weren't wasn't really sure why. They asked him about it today. He gave a no answer. My choice, personal reasons. That's it. <laughs> so, but if you look at last year, which actually was a nicer way than, than the way I'd have said it, I'd have said the same thing, but I'd have just said because uh, I felt like it. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do remember. I know sometimes they've you know Jeff Hartman talked to his let's ride about they'll sometimes do the Dave Muster thing. I remember. I can't remember if it was an OTA or a mini camp where they canceled the last one with the very last one. They didn't even have a report. They said, we got everything in. So we gave the guys, uh, we gave the guys a day off. Um, that was sometime within the last four or five years. And you know, um, it, and it may have just been that they had, yeah. they had seen and gotten everything out of OTAs that they really wanted to. And he may have even put it yeah. out to the team. Hey, you guys want to go ahead, just move mini camp up and just do it next week. Yeah. So hey, I said, yeah, let's do it and get out of here. Well, bottom line, if everyone was there the week before, coach is saying, hey, you guys are here. You're putting in the work. Hey, it's mandatory. Is it going to mess anyone up if we bump it up this week? And, we, and we'll just say, hey, we'll do mini camp next week and give you guys an extra week off. That might, yeah. you know, for guys that weren't there, that could have been a problem. But there were, once Deontay Johnson was there and Stefan Tool exactly. retired, it seemed like I didn't hear of anyone else not being there. Right. So, but last year with OTAs, there was people that were there. Like, apparently, Minka Fitzpatrick is not participating in team activities right now. You know, and now, so everyone's wondering if it's the hold-in like T.J. Watt. And I'm not – those are – to me, when we start seeing it more in training camp and beyond, that's that's when that question is going to come up. But I don't want to see Minka get injured in OTAs either, When you know, with, with that. So – when you're in the middle of a contract thing and you're like, and and when, if they weren't negotiating, if they weren't negotiating, there'd be no reason you just go play. But if you're in the middle of negotiations, the last thing you want to do is have a, something big change yeah. what's going right exactly. now. To me, that tells me they're negotiating. 
Yes. Because if because if not, you know, people are like, well, John Bay Johnson's out there playing. Well, guess that tells me they're not negotiating. <laughs> you yes. know, they're not as close with things. Um, so so and I, I, I honestly believe Mick is going to be signed by the by the and see if not, they're just going to fran- they're going to have to franchise him next year because you're not letting that dude get away. You're not. Right. So I'm still trying to get to what <laughs> the, come on, Dave, get on with come it. Come on, Dave, get last on year, with it. Mini camp after mini camp was over is when is when the whole situation with David DeCastro went down. He wasn't participating due to injury. They found out that there was more to his bone spurs, everything else. Bottom line is he was released. And the Steelers had a, had a had a void to fill at guard. You knew it was coming. They had trade. They came. They had trade Turner in for a visit while minicamp was still going on. And then the DeCastro thing happened. So, the, so you knew that was coming. One other one of those things. You knew it was coming. But that's that's kind of the domino effect because you know David DeCastro goes out. If they don't sign Trey Turner, then chances are they're moving Kevin Dotson to the right side. Then you've got someone else. You know. It's and it's not just just the player themselves. When David DeCastro wasn't there, you know who that who I believe that affected more than anybody. Chooks. Other than David DeCastro, you said Chooks is a good answer. I would say slightly Kendrick more Green. than Chooks. I'd say yeah. Kendrick Green. Yeah, by Kendrick Green not being able to play next to David DeCastro, I think that was part of the reason that they were more comfortable with trying to slide him in there as a rookie because you had someone like that next to him. So they went out and tried to find someone who had been there and done that. And, I mean, some people thought about how terrible Trey Turner was. I didn't think he was terrible, but I don't think he was great. He was – I kept – you know, he was a four-time pro bowler. And you're like – so it's not that he just never had it. It's not like he'd never had the pedigree. He just and I don't want to say he wasn't, played it wasn't right. Yeah. I don't want to say that he played bad or anything like that last year. I thought he played solid. But David DeCastro was the type of player that raised the level of the play of the players around him. Yes. Trey Turner was not that kind of guy. And you weren't wanting to replace Pouncey and DeCastro in the same offseason. I mean, that had a huge domino effect, not just for having to bring in Trey Turner, but how it affected at least Chooks Okorafor had played a year at right tackle, you right. know, so, but it, 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 it probably didn't help him as much. Would really cut what they were going to do with Kendrick Green, I'm sure, kind of threw everything off. Then there's another one. This was one that um, I, I, either Jeff or Bad had brought up. Um, and I, and I do see the super chat. We'll get to it here in a second. And that is Vince Williams. And it's so interesting because, yes, the Steelers cut Vince Williams as a salary cap casualty. But then the Steelers knew that they still needed to do something at the linebacker position. And they brought Vince Williams back on a reduced contract. This isn't crazy. This isn't, that's not out of the realm of possibility. The Eagles just did it with Fletcher Cox, they released him. As a post, they designated him a post June first designa- designation when they released him, and they signed him again before June first, and ended up saving money for this year. Uh, but the way it all the way it all worked out, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure, um, which pushed some some stuff into the future. But that's not all that uncommon. But next thing you know, Vince Williams, you know, he's back and he's he's ready to go and he's going to be the be be the other guy playing next to Devin Bush. And then he, the day before training camp, he's not. Right. So and that what? Was, and that 
And that hurt. The Steelers then spent all this time trying to figure out what they were going to do there. And did they ever really get it figured out? That's the question. A lot of people would say no. (laughs) They didn't actually get it figured out. So so what did they so what did they have to do? They you know you you got Robert Spillane, you know s- stepping up to fill a role. They have to go out and see what they can get. By that time, their real their only real option was a trade, right. and they brought in Joe Schobert. I mean, they at least attempted to do something to cover the situation, but it was a whole domino effect. Who do you think, other than Vince Williams, who do you think that that affected the most? Oh, Devin Bush. Devin Bush. You know, I think that had a lot of effect on Devin Bush. Um, But at at the same time, so did his knee. So I'm not saying it had more effect than that of him still coming back from his injury. So there there is more than just those players. So I'm going to ask you this. With the retirement of Stefan Tuitt, knowing that he's not coming back this year, yes, the Steelers played without him all last year. Who do you think that affects the most other than Stefan to it? Yeah. If I, um, I'd love to say Tyson Alualu. Yeah. It's Alualu. I'd like to say him except for the fact that until he got hurt last year, he was balling out pretty good without yeah. to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I did argue. have an article about how now, now the expectation is, boy, the Steelers really need Tyson Alulu to step back in at 35 years old and, and, and step up and, and play well for him. Now that two is gone. So, yeah. So go ahead. So, but, you you thought he was an answer, but you're thinking of going another direction. Oh, well, I'm not sure where I'd go. I, you know what? I, I am probably say again. Mm-hmm. Probably Devin Bush. Devin Bush. See, that's that's not because of because of how he he could man. I was watching. I'm sorry. I was watching where someone I can't remember if it was. Uh, Jeff Hartman had, had shared a, a highlights of Stefan to it uh, thing on his Twitter. And it said, you know, wow, that one hit at this certain mark. I still can't, that's the hardest hit you've ever seen on a quarterback that wasn't flagged, which, you know, I also thought the Bud Dupree hit on that more in the playoff game right in front of me. was pretty good too. Um, but just seeing Stefan to it and to see how he could, he could. He just plugged up the zone and could still split through people and put pressure on the quarterback, and he could do so much. I could see that that he that that just so much attention being paid to him that it, it could help free up Devin Bush. I like that answer. You ready for another one? Sure. Alex Highsmith. Yeah, that's who's, who's playing. That's who'd be playing with him on on the outside because the the way they're set up now is that they is that it a lot of times it is Cam and TJ on the same side. Yeah, you know. But so if Stefan Tuit was there on that other side, and you really had to pay attention to that dude, then that was going to probably free up Alex Highsmith a little bit more on the pass rush, and even and even defending the run, which I think he did a more than solid job with last year. So it's really interesting to to look at that and think about 
Last year, we wanted Alex Highsmith to, to, to take that next jump, to jump to the next level with his, in his second year. Do you think with uncertainty at the spot next to him on the defensive line kind of kind of affected that a little bit? Yeah, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. I still thought he had a solid year myself. Yeah. Oh, I mean, he had – a, he had a, a a sack in week 15 and two sacks in week 16. And I thought was really coming on uh, pretty – oh, sorry, and a sack in the, in the wild card game. Right. So I felt like he was really coming on strong. I mean, he had, he had four sacks over the final four games, in, including the playoffs. I felt that he was really coming on with his pass rush at the end of the year. And a lot of people, I know Jeff Lake to complain, where's Alex Highsmith? Where's Alex Highsmith? He's, de- he's defending the run and holding things down on that side so T.J. Watt can, 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 can beat him to the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. You know? So I, I could see that as well. So there's – to, to just think, oh, what are the Steelers going to do on the defensive line? It's not just that. If someone can step up and and, and produce, you know, you don't expect someone to just instantly t- turn into to Stephon Tuitt. But then again, Stephon Tuitt missed time at times. He had a – I mean, his 2020 season was, was a really good season. Yes, it was. So – and that's – I mean, the Steelers were coming into 2021 as the best defensive line in the NFL by, by most standards. I mean, they had – when when PFF did their top thirty two players at every position, they did the defensive line. The Steelers had all three of them on there. They had all three of their defensive linemen in the top thirty two. So that's saying that the third guy, who at the time was Tyson Alualu, or sorry, Alualu, Alualu, whichever one, um, would be the best player on a number of defensive lines. And he was the number three guy for the Steelers of their three starters. So that, that's crazy when you look at that. Yeah. And then you saw what he got last year. So it's not just about that player that's going to fill in. It's also about how it's going to affect the other guys around him. Yeah, but I like where the where the line's going. Um, I really liked the end of last year. I thought Montrevis Adams showed a lot. Yep. I thought we started to see some more out of louder milk towards the end of the season. Yep. Um, you know, if those two guys c- come in and continue to work hard and, and improve their game, that's going to just help that line mm-hmm. even more. Um, you know, when we we spent a draft pick on Leal, um, Leal. he'll be a, yeah, <laughs> that's what I said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're, we're, we're hoping that, you know, mm-hmm. that the group as a whole, that, the you know, we didn't see the ceiling from a lot of those guys last year. Yeah. And so you're hoping that they're continuing to to move ahead and make improvement. So we better yeah. get that super chat. Yeah, I, I know. I'm already back there to it. it. Yo, you got it up there. Steel Dog eighty eight five dollars at the tip jar. Thank you. Said so if you had to choose, would you sign Fitz or DJ Rich? Uh, is it Minka uh, Fitzpatrick or Deontay Johnson? That's easy. It's Fitz. It is. It is. If you're worried about the salary cap this year. I still say it, and someone said, well, the Steelers could. I'm like, yeah, they could, but when have they ever done that? And let's suddenly think that the Steelers are going to do things completely different with contracts than they always have when it's the contract guy that's now the GM. But there's a they're more than likely, if they sign Fitzpatrick to a long-term deal, it's going to lower his cap hit for this year. 
unless they like the cap space. This is what someone else was saying. Unless they want to not structure it that way as much um, and pay them more. But no. That's what the player wants. The player wants the bigger signing. You you give them you give a player a, a four year deal and say, hey, we're going to pay you this amount of money, X amount of dollars. It's going to be the same regardless of how it's distributed. Are you going to want more of it now, or are you going to want more of it later? Well, because they don't guarantee the whole thing. Guess what you want. More of it now. You want more of it now, and by doing more of the signing bonus. Now, because you know he's he's the 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 contract's going to be for a million. What is it? A million thirty five thousand, whatever it is for his years of service. Um, and then everything else for the salary cap this year is going to be um, based on the signing bonus and dividing it up by how many ever years he has. So chances are it's going to come in. I mean, T.J. Watts, his huge deal, no longer the highest paid defensive player, but that's what happens every off season. Someone someone else gets a new deal, but. But even in his last year, his went down two million. His cap hit went down two million dollars when he signed. So it's not like they have to save back the money for Fitzpatrick for this year. And right now, the biggest thing the Steelers got going for them is they're not paying a franchise quarterback. So you can sign these guys a Micah Fitzpatrick and a TJ Watt to deals like this. Yeah. But you get. But what about DeAndre Johnson? We almost had a whole show about DeAndre Johnson. Uh, last week, but we ended up having having to change it. What What are your thoughts on 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 Deontay Johnson and the, and the Steelers signing him? Um, he's going to play this year out. Oh, I mean, I know I already saw. I, I don't want to well. people like going on some people want to trade him. Some people trade. You know what I say? You really expect the Steelers to come into a season with only one wide receiver that that played significant snaps last year? Yeah, that's they, they, that's they can't do that. They can't they can't trade him. You knew that Claypool with Deontay Johnson, and I know a lot of people here, you know, on the website and everything with, with BTSC were saying about trading one of them. That's that's crazy. That's not what the Steelers would do. They would not have all their wide receivers cycle out in one year. Even, you know, one I because of a brand new quarterback, and two some of them are like, well, get in all new guys for a new quarterback. That, that That's just too much at one time, in my opinion. I, you know me. Sometimes I love to speculate on how the Steelers maybe are dealing with no. certain things. So, all right. So, so, so wait, me, wait. We'll take the time. This is now time for Big Bros Go. It's time to speculate and recollate. The floor is okay. yours. Time to speculate and recollate. Um what I what could potentially be going on here is conversations have already been had with Deontay and his agent, um, where the Steelers have said, "Hey, we are not signing you to a long term deal for this upcoming year. You're going to play it out. Play it out. You play it out great and and move your ceiling higher for next year. Hey, you you'll be able to test the waters elsewhere." Or with us, you know, go, for, you know, play it out. And, you know, saying, you know, we we like you, but right now we've got other priorities, but we want you. So we're going to look at you as soon as the season's done. Yeah. I am okay with that. And do you want to know the truth? I'm okay. If I, would, I'm, if I find out tomorrow that they signed Deontay Johnson to a long-term deal, I'm not going to be upset. Oh no, I'm not be upset either. because Deontay Johnson 
does a good job in what he does in getting open and creating separation. He does a fantastic job at that. Now, am I going to be upset if he's going to be paid like the top wide receiver in the league? Yeah, because he's not. I mean, he, he's not. He didn't. Correct. I, I looked in like some places don't even have him in their top 20. And he played, right. made the Pro Bowl last year. Here's my question that of why I wouldn't mind them waiting on Deontay Johnson. And I'd be honest with him. Deontay, if you want the money, go show the only no, the only place you can get it from right now is us. If not, you've got to play for us this year on the last year of your deal. Then you can look to get the money anywhere else or even from us. Meaning I'm speaking as the Steelers right now, in case yes. people didn't figure that out. The question of why the Steelers might not be ready to do it right now is the big thing. You can't invest the huge dollars, which they haven't done at wide receiver in a long time, on someone if they're not sure how Deontay Johnson will be without Ben Roethlisberger. Right. That, to me, that's the huge question when it comes to Deontay Johnson. What, you know... Hey, it's a domino effect, <laughs> you know. You're ben, right. you know, Ben Roethlisberger's not there. I liked the. I, I threw an answer out there to a question a couple weeks ago in the Steelers preview. They're like, "Oh, who's going to have the most? What wide receiver is going to have the most receptions this year?" I don't even know if it was wide receiver. What player had the most receptions? And I, I still like to give an answer of, "Well, if it's this quarterback, I think it's this guy, and if it's this quarterback, I think it's this guy," because that makes a huge difference. Right. It's a domino effect. You want you, you know. De- Deontay Johnson might do it, might have a better connection with one quarterback over another. Is that the quarterback that's going to play? Chase Claypool might have one with one quarterback over another. Is that going to be the quarterback that plays? Everyone expected James Washington to have this great NFL connection with Mason Rudolph because they played together in college. Didn't really work out. Nope. Washington had the better connection with Duck. Yep. He did. And just think if. Devlin Hodges would have been, you know, a, a little bit more of an NFL longevity quarterback. You know, we still, you know, did, still love the Duck story. But if he would have been to stick story. around, just had, think of what James Washington maybe would have been. If he would have had a little more size and a little more arm. Yeah. Okay, because to me, what made Duck a good quarterback was his anticipation. Yeah. Okay. Like if you could have put if you could have put Duck in Mason Rudolph's body. Yeah. You had your next franchise quarterback. Yeah. Like Duck could see things and hit window, you know, knew how to th- anticipate uh-huh. guys and throw where they were yeah. supposed to be very well. It's kind of like if you could, if you could have combined Duck and Mason into one quarterback, much like if you could take Chris Wormley and Isaiah Loudermilk and turn them into one defensive lineman, yep. you know that would yep. be really nice. But unfortunately, you can only do that in video games. Um, so, and and that's just not how it works. So, that I want to see what I want to see from Deontay Johnson. I want to see him. Do a great job. Now, we got a little bit of this in 2019, but I want to see him be all that he can be regardless of who's throwing the ball. If he can show that he's going to be that receiver regardless of who's throwing him the ball, 
great. That's what yep. I want. That, that's that's what I'm looking for. So, um, but the, oh, also, also don't don't forget on DJ. Mm-hmm. You know, Steelers always had the opportunity if they wanted to, they could franchise tag him. That well, as long as they get Minka signed, and that way they don't have to use it on Minka. <laughs> you know, correct. Um, was it la- at what point were they? There was at one place you were allowed to do two. You were allowed to do a transition. I don't know. That was a couple years ago during yeah. COVID and whatnot. I don't think they still have. I don't know. The Steelers use the franchise tag so not often that I, I don't always remember it. But also look at Deontay Johnson. Now let's look at it rather than than looking at it with our with with our Steelers gear on. Look at his perspective. And he's saying, I just came off of a Pro Bowl season with Ben Roethlisberger. The reason I want paid now is if the Steelers can't figure out who's going to throw the ball this year, that's going to affect my payday next year. You know what I have to say to that? No way. That's why we, yeah, that's why we drafted you. You know, then you might oh, have, well. yeah, you might have to do a Juju Smith Schuster and sign a one year deal that has incentives and isn't for. Now, why does Juju Smith Schuster sign a one year deal? Because he didn't want to be locked in long term at that rate. He wanted to show what he could do and then get a better rate. That's why he only signed a one year deal last year with Steelers. Yeah. When you, if you don't think you're getting paid, but you're Terrell Edmonds, same deal. If you want to be, if you think that that you can make yourself a better market, you don't want to be locked in for for a long time. So that's what that's what's going to be left with with Deontay Johnson if if the Steelers struggle with the quarterback position. But I'm like, Dag Nabbit, they've got three players. Hopefully, one of them can, you know. But we'll figure that all out here in in training camp, right? Sure right. All right. Sure um. Yeah. So. So, yeah, uh, Still Dog 88 said something. You think the transition tag is after you've been tagged twice? No, the transition nope. tag is different. The Steelers used the transition tag on Jason Worlds for his last year, and then he retired after that. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a lesser amount than the franchise tag, but and it's, it's kind of like it's, the, it's, it's basically the equivalent of the, of the right of first refusal restricted free agent. Where if they leave, you don't get anything for them, but you have the chance to match whatever deal they would get if someone else tries to sign them. It's you know that's my understanding of it. I'm I I've, I haven't looked at it for a while. I, I like to study these things. So few teams actually use it. Yeah, yeah. So because if they're going to use the tag, they'd rather invest a little bit more money and make sure they would be compensated if that player left. So, yes. Yeah. So, um, rich. Do you have anything particular you would like to? Because we're we're coming to the end here. Um, anything in, in particular uh, you want to ask for the big question, or should I go ahead and roll with with mine? Go ahead and roll with yours. Well, we already asked it. I'm, I'm that's typing it in. Be, uh, that's actually interesting. I'm, I, yeah. I want to see now if you go the same direction I was going to go because I had something out there and. I was like, well, but we kind of already asked it. So yeah, well, because I, I want everyone say. else to then just say it. I want you to tell me what – I mean, I, I typed it really short, so you'll see it when it's in there. Um, I'm explaining it better here in words if you're just looking at the live chat. And that is, which player on the Steelers 
will be most impacted by Stefan Tuitt not being in the lineup. I said here most impacted by Tuitt's retirement. But what player is going to see the absence of Stefan Tuitt? Who which player will be affected the most, whether positively or negatively, whichever way you want to go with it? Who do you think was impacted the most with Stefan Tuitt's retirement? So, you know, you, you, we both mentioned Tyson Alal. You mentioned Devin Bush. I mentioned, mentioned um, Alex Highsmith. So the question is, who do you think it is the most? The who, most. Who's, who's the next domino? Yeah. Oh, I see my buddy Chris is in the live chat tonight. Hi, Chris. <laughs> so, yeah. So, it always, you know, I, I put it out there. Oh, here we go. They're, they're coming in now. Now they're rolling. Okay. Uh, George Teston, he says Devin Bush. Well, he says Bush. I assume that's Devin Bush. It's not like it's. George W. Now, and if you give more than one answer, I'm not bringing it up. You get yeah. one. Okay. You get come, come back again okay. with one. Thank yep. you. So, so yeah. So Gerald, pick one and we'll bring it up. Um, I probably didn't specify that very good. Uh, Steeler chick 46 says Cam Hayward. You know, I, I've said before that when Stefan Tuitt's there filling a certain role, that sometimes Cam Hayward fills a different role because he's good at filling any role. And when Stefan Tuitt's not there, Cam Hayward failed the I'm just going to dominate the entire defensive line and not have to worry about anything else kind of role, which he does. So it could be good or bad. Kathy Ford says Bush. Uh, State of the Steelers says Wormley. Steel Dog 88 says Bush. Um, George OTJ says Loudermilk. Okay. Whew, here we go. Jump. Uh, Brian Brown says DeMarvin Leal. I, I know. I keep wanting to say Leal because if it was a D, you would say Deal. But it's layout. Um, if it was an O and an N, it would be O'Neal. Yeah. So uh, Brian Blackstock says, hi, Smith. Pi Curious George says, Terrell Edmonds. Um, BF Bud says, Leal, because of getting more snaps. You know, we'll see. We'll uh, I don't think the Steelers will rush him if they don't think that he's ready. I hope he's ready. Okay. Gerald Williams picked one. It's one with Devin Bush. Okay. Um, and then and then Chris would say, what's up, Dave? So, yeah, good good to see you there, Chris. Good to thanks for being Joe's. I like this yeah. one. Okay. This is a good one. Yeah. The linebacker who lines up behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Great answer. Whether that was Bush, whether that's going to be Jack, whether that be someone else. You know, rather than put a name with it, Say that spot on the field. That spot on the field. I will I like take that, that answer. Yeah, that is so a that is a that is a very well thought out answer that didn't break the rules. Very good. <laughs> Kudos. Thanks, Mean Joe. Steelers Pittsburgh says hi, Smith. Um, uh, Demetrios, man, Demetrios. Cam Hayward because he'll see nothing but double teams. I think Cam Hayward is going to see double teams anyway. You know. Um, even play next to TJ Watt, they're just going to throw everyone more on that side. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't say that he's not. But uh, but yeah, you can't double everyone because you run out of guys eventually. So that's, that's why right. guys eventually need to win one on one matchups. Okay, um, my day mayor, did I get that right? Um, sure. Says says uh, Liao. Uh, Bart Mackey says Highsmith. Um, Sherry Richards. Miles Jack did not have that some that person up there plugging up the middle. I, I could be just as much Jack as it could as for those that are saying Devin Bush. I could see that. Um, it, Jordan, it's that's be funny, a little, George, it, it, 
It's going to be tougher to tell with Jack because mm-hmm. he's not played in the Steelers system before, but it, exactly. it very good well be. You're spot on. George Tesson says, I was assuming it was Bush lying up behind to it. And I'm not saying it's not, but I, I'd like, you know, and I think most people that when they said Bush, that was their answer as well. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, to say, hey, if Bush lines up somewhere else, then it's going to be the other guy that would have been there. Right. So, um, yeah, those are all some, some great, some, some great responses there. So I know it's been a week since the retirement. I know it's, it's talked about a lot, but this was a lot of what Pittsburgh Steelers were anticipating the steel, sorry, the Steelers fans were anticipating for this season and seeing that defensive line dominate again to see that defense. I mean, I'm doing a series of articles right now that I'll put out there and it's, and it was, what was the Steelers best game of 2021? And in order to do that, I went back and I only counted, I only did the wins. So there's nine of them. I only did the wins. And I went back and watched the highlights of every game. And I did a complete recap of the game as, as uh, when I wrote it out. And I, 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 today I was, I wrote up the one for the Buffalo Bills game. My goodness, looking back at that defense. I mean, it was something in that game. I mean, you're like, oh, well, they, they won by a touchdown. They were up two scores, and the Bills decided to kick a field goal with less than a minute left to try to, to get something on the board so they would have a little bit of time for an onside kick, and they didn't get it. You know, when, when you think back, I, I forgot that, you know, with, the, with two minutes left, the Steelers were up two scores in Buffalo in a game that they were almost a touchdown underdog. But that defense was just – I mean, and the secondary, you had guys like Camp Sutton and James Pierre knocking balls down. Like Minka Fitzpatrick was knocking balls away left and right. I mean, it was just looking back at that. But um, the today was the the last of the quote-unquote second-round games of these articles because the first round was technically one game. It was a play-in game. It was the 8-9 the seed. So um, so those are on the website. It's, it's, I think it's the last the article on there right now if you, if you go in on – on Tuesday night, and you can, and I even have the other the other matchups there that you can vote on them. I included those polls, so we'll start. And I have with my the, own personal favorite that if it doesn't win, I'm going to be very upset with 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 you know everybody out there voting. So yeah, well, I mean, it, it's I'll funny. Let that, I'll let that be known when it's all done. And I mean, someone put the comments in on one of the articles that was talking about games that weren't even highlighted for that article, but I'm like, that was my four five matchup. Because <laughs> I just seeded them really, really fast and to try to give intriguing matchups. But if you're wondering what the matchups are now, um, the play-in game was the Seattle game and the Bears game, and the Seattle game won that one. So now it's matched up with the Buffalo game. You've got Week 17 Cleveland versus the Denver game. You've got the two Baltimore games squaring off against each other. And you've got the Tennessee Titans game and the and the Week Eight Cleveland Browns game going against each other, so that's that's the games that are left now, and we'll start in, in round two tomorrow because those polls are done at eight a.m. on Wednesday. Um, well, the the two for the game for the matchup for tomorrow, um, which is the which is the Tennessee Cleveland and the other Cleveland and Denver um, matchup. So check those out. But in doing so, I looked at that defense and just. Man, oh man, that defense was even in week one was was really really good. So I I just do you feel like the defensive line is worse than last year? I mean, even losing to it, you get Alo Alo back and hope that he's what he was. 
and you added a third round draft pick. And I mean, unless Cam Hayward steps back, which I don't even speak that way about my Cam Hayward because that's my guy. I don't see it being worse. And the fact that you get guys like, you know, Mark Travis Adams in there for training camp. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, 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 it definitely doesn't step back. The question is going to be, can it step forward and how far? Does it step forward enough? You're exactly right. So you're exactly right. Well, those are my final thoughts. Rich, let's give us your final thoughts as you send us out tonight. Ooh, final thoughts. Yeah. Mini camp. Love mini camp. Actually, minus those god awful, ugly looking things they had on their heads today. <laughs> <laughs> hey, keep them safe. I'm fine with it. Whatever. Put them uh, in bubble during OTAs. I'm all right. <laughs> but bigger than that now is the schedule out for training camp. You know, when training camp gets here, things start to get real. That gets me excited. Going to be starting to talk about training camp more now. Talking about going to training camp a day and talking about that. Everything's now going to, you know, all my talks with training camp, training camp, training camp. Hey, when training camp gets here, training camp. Love it. Because when training camp gets here, the the start of the season is right around the corner. Can't wait. When I know that it can never really be the same. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.